0: Now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from
1: Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check self Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast,
0: with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast, I am Ted Cluck, joined by, uh, I have to say, a little bit of a grumpy uh, Zach, yeah, uh, Bartles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zach mumble, Bartles. Grumble, mumble, grumble. yeah. <laughs> Zach, do you take umbrage with that
1: statement? No, man. I'm a little grumpy because of my... You know what? Can I take a moment and do like a a call to the Gut Check Army to provide me with free tech support? Dude, yes. Do it. Here's the thing. Ever... I don't know. For six months, maybe. Ever since we got new internet. Uh Every time I'm at my church using Wi-Fi and I get this message that there's a duplicate IP address or something, then I come home... I have to reboot my computer before I can connect to my Wi-Fi here. It just won't work and it makes me so angry. And when I'm trying to get ready to podcast and then Skype wants to quote unquote improve my experience when I'm trying to open that. Oh man, you know I get I get really ragey. Baby, I'm sorry,
0: man. I'm sorry to hear that, but I want you to I want you to talk through that pain, man, and and maybe even maybe even write your pain, you know? <laughs> I'll write it on my arms. Yeah, write your pain in your arms and uh maybe maybe give a writing your pain seminar at some point. Yeah, I'll do it at Breathe. This could be yeah, this could be formative for you. This could be very good for you. Yeah, you know what I love about the Gut Check Army, Zach, is that I feel like it's this this kind of small faith community where really <laughs> the the goal is to serve us. You know what I mean? <laughs> in the in the space. In the in that space, yeah, in that particular space, it's kind of all about uh, it's all about serving us, and uh, and that I don't know that makes me feel good. I like
1: it. Yeah, me too. I think that if you can find that for yourself, grab onto that. You know? Yeah, and you Hold know what,
0: you you've been talking, and uh, and I haven't I haven't been ignoring these uh, these salvos about uh, about us producing something new for the Gut Check Army, and uh, I really want to do that, but I, I think it would be great if the Gut Check Army sort of weighed in either via Twitter or uh, or email. Uh, what 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 would you want us to write? What kind of stuff? What kind of haha do you want from us? And uh, and we can act accordingly.
1: There it is. Yeah, and there's already a couple things kind of intrinsically promised based yeah. on the existence of other stuff, and that is first of all, um, the follow up to Rachel Held Evans live tweets uh, <laughs> action movies from the '80s.
0: Did we go live with that?
1: Oh yeah, that's on the gut that's Check on Army the, page, and, and it says Army Volume one. one. I think there's about ten movies in it.
0: Dude, I think we should have uh, Rachel Held Evans live-tweeting just other things. Other yeah, yeah. Other events. That should be a series.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even like it, Rachel Held Evans live-tweets uh, waiting at the DMV.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Rachel hey. Held Evans live-tweets grocery shopping or uh... – <laughs> <laughs> watching the vmas or yeah just any watching football on a sunday afternoon
1: i wonder if she, what would happen if she had to go to like a kroger rather than like a whole foods that oh, would be something goodness. you know well to... you
0: know what let's uh, let's explore that let's explore <laughs> that on the page i think that could be funny
1: the other thing is uh, a little bit more to hell with the devil um my year of uh tuning in dropping out and let, letting the devil have all the good music uh, in which you you wrote through your, the pain of of listening to only Christian music for a year, and people loved that chapter that we that we gave they
0: them. They did, man. And you know you know what? I'm actually going there right now. I feel like I was on Amazon recently, and I saw like the cover and the dead link for that. Oh no! Yeah, I think there's uh, there's like online evidence that that existed for a minute,
1: and it was called Happy FM. Right? They wouldn't let you call oh, it oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. hell the devil. Let me, uh, let me look that up and see if it's still there. I, I pre-bought it, and for a long time after they <laughs> uh, cowardly dropped the ball and backed away, uh, it was still listing there as you know, one of my pending transactions. So did
0: you, get your, did you get your money back for that, I hope?
1: Yeah, no, they don't actually take your money until, until uh, the thing ships. But... Nice. Yeah, there it is, man. Really? FM, my
0: I mean... year of tuning in, dropping out, and letting the devil have all the good music. Give me the uh... currently unavailable. <laughs> give me the the back cover copy. Do they list anything there?
1: Dude, hang on. Let me uh, let me look. Delve a dude, little deeper,
0: dude. It's kind of a great uh, it's kind of a great cover. To
1: I honest. love that one. That's the one with like the kind of like indie movie sketch of the boombox, right? Yeah, the sketch of the boombox. Yeah, that is a good cover.
0: <laughs> let me give you the Amazon bestsellers rank. Um, it's modest. So given that you could never actually buy or read this book, <laughs> and it never uh, existed, yeah, and it never existed. It's ranked sixteen million. One hundred and eighteen thousand five hundred and seventy-eight.
1: Well, that makes me feel better about some of my books. Yeah, albeit they man. do exist, so they have that advantage. But they
0: do exist, and the, yeah, they they actually were printed and, and you know available to people.
1: But, uh... <laughs> I wonder. I mean, who who really owns that cover? Because I don't know. My my wife, uh, you know, she knows all these designers at the publishing house where she works, yeah. and and she's actually been able to like trade some favors when she's done some indie books to get yeah. really amazing covers. Nice. I, and they're not using it. I wonder if we could like. Uh, although then again, yeah, that we fall into the whole like Ted was in a dark place and he doesn't really want to reveal it to the world. Even yeah. though that would be the most like authentic
0: thing you could do is say Dude, you I've know, been doing authentic my whole career. Look where it's gotten me, man. Slap a little
1: dark. forward on it that says you know I, this this represents uh, you know a real jaded time in my past, and then and then <laughs> just slide it out there.
0: Baby, I just uh, I just sent you the cover, or I sent you the Amazon page. So uh, maybe we can put that up with this uh, with this week's episode of the of the show.
1: Okay, just yeah, nice. I, you know, did you see that I actually did the graphic that I said I would do last time?
0: Dude, I saw that. It looked great. It looked great. That was, uh, Above and beyond that was an, an early mock-up of our uh, of our uh, of you and me as comic book heroes.
1: That was yeah. Turk drew that.
0: I know it. I love it. I love it. I, I refer to that often. In mm-hmm. fact, I think that for a minute I was using that as like my author picture. <laughs> nice. And in fact, as I say that, I definitely want to go back to using that as my author. <laughs> I have I mean, Turk like, update it with some longer hair.
1: There you go. Uh, yeah, he could just slap you know a, a little. Well, you, except you're wearing the beret, so you can't just put a man bun. Actually, that could be you know the teeny tiny fedora. <laughs> you could actually start the thing where you have a, a, a beret on <laughs> a and then a little on. slot in it where you pull the man bun <laughs> up through the beret. <laughs>
0: Dude, I love it. I love it. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to start cutting all of my hats. <laughs> to accommodate the man bun. Oh, I'm looking at the cover. That is that is the money. It is the money, and soon and soon people will see it. They will see how money it is. It's um, a
1: shame, dude. Yeah, you know yeah. that's that's what is wrong with Christian publishing. There's a lot that's right with it. I'm not somebody yeah. who's all no, over. I hate Christian publishing. Uh, yeah. Obviously not. Even though some some Christian authors are are that character, but mm. that's what's wrong with it. Is yeah. is the uh, you know we wanted you to become corny in the process of this year, and you didn't, so we can't publish this book.
0: Yeah, you know, it was a crazy time, man. It really was. So, water under the bridge. But, uh, baby, you know what is not crazy? Um, You know what is, in fact, right, and and maybe more right than anything else, is the fact that we have have people. We have actual people in the Gut Check Army sending us free stuff. And um, I want to talk about an item of free stuff that we got recently. This was Kind of volume two in the Chuck Weebus um, energy drink experience. Weebus. Um, if you listen to last week uh, last week's episode, you know that our benefactor, our trustee, uh, one Charles Weebus, uh, sent us a box full of several things. But uh, included in that was two uh, energy drinks, one of which Guru uh, got a glowing review last week from us.
1: Guru uh, got listen- more than a glowing review, didn't it? Also get a little. Um- Email from you, or are we not going to go public with yeah, that? Yeah, I did. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, in the interest of just kind of corporate
0: legal, um, you know, propriety, I can't, I can't completely go public with that. But uh, suffice to say that there may be an interesting partnership between um, two really corporate giants uh, in the future, and uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there.
1: Maybe we should have our, you know, our our Twitter fan base. Yeah, uh, which is literally in the hundreds, like mm. you know, like hundreds one point one seven hundred. One point um, one hundred people. <laughs> I love it. I think, I think we should maybe mobilize them to mm. uh, even if you haven't tweeted uh, about Gut Check podcast before, tweet something that includes both. What, what was it? Just at Guru Energy? Uh, yes, at yeah at Guru Energy. I believe at Guru yeah. Energy as well as at Gut Check Pod, and uh, you know let them see that people are excited about that that prospect.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I love mobilizing people for things. I feel like that's a
1: really, really cool thing to do. Yeah, I so, feel like uh, that's very, very trendy right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a cause. So the cause here is uh making Guru Energy like us enough to want to sponsor the program. So
1: you don't need to go to a Crowdfund me whatever page, GoFundMe or or, or anything and, and give money. Yeah. You just need to take a moment and write a single tweet. And we will if never... you don't do it, then we
0: don't love you. That's it. I mean, at Gut Check, we will never ask for your money. I mean, let me be clear about that. We're, we're never going to ask you for your money. What we will ask for is your undying loyalty and your fawning words about us.
1: Yeah, and then when we have new books out, we ask for your money. We, we ask for your money But we would never do that. In the
0: sense that, like, you give us some money and we will give you a book.
1: There you go. Um,
0: so, I guess, I, yeah, I guess, Zach, in a sense, we are asking for their money, aren't we?
1: <laughs> now, Ted, you said that... that uh, I talked my way around that. Good job, man. Yeah, you 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 said that something that wasn't wrong at all, okay. in fact was very right, and okay. I thought you know I thought I saw your segue coming that you were going to say you know what else is wrong, oh the idea okay. of an energy drink that contains dairy because oh ever since this arrived I have been very very curious about and kind of excited yeah. about trying this this Rockstar Horchata Energy. A yeah. uh, Traditionel with the C instead of a T. Traditionel, like 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 uh, yeah, like like how Ruiz is. would spell it,
0: you know? Yeah, like how Ruiz would spell it, man. Another another great gut check uh, trustee, man. Love my boy Ruiz. Dude, what, how come he hasn't been on the podcast yet? I don't know. we got to make that happen, man. Actually, that would be a great segment to get him on to talk about uh, his his endeavors there in Miami. Absolutes, man. So note to self, we got to do that. But yeah. Uh, you and I, Zach, are staring at the same can, and it's uh, it's it's called horchata, energy, traditionale And, um, Zach, how would you describe the aesthetic there on the can?
1: It looks like something to me that would be, like, the official energy drink of, like, Kim Jong-un.
0: <laughs> it looks like something to me that would be tattooed on the back of... Danny Trejo? Danny Trejo, <laughs> exactly. It would be tattooed on Danny Trejo's back, and... and my can is actually sweating in, 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 you know, much like the way that Danny Trejo sweats through all of his movies. So, in that, it's, it's completely cohesive, you know?
1: Actually, when you open it up, you'll realize, oddly, <laughs> that it is Danny Trejo in the can.
0: It is, it is bottled, chilled sweat of Danny Trejo. That's, that's the proprietary blend here
1: of horchata. With natural cinnamon flavors.
0: <laughs> With natural cinnamon and dairy and rice products.
1: Where does it say rice, man? I don't see that.
0: Dude, it says rice, that little red box. I'm just going to read it. Rockstar horchata, dairy and rice flour with natural cinnamon flavors... Plus horchata's powerful energy blend, traditional recipe,
1: and delicious. I love. Do you think they purposely like like hamstrung themselves English wise to make this seem like it was like a foreign imported product, or do you dude, think? Dude, it they... reads like
0: it reads like the menu of a Chinese restaurant, right? You know
1: what I mean? And it says shake well. I just noticed, dude. And oh, it, it does, says really? all over the place contains milk.
0: Yeah, man. I'm gonna. Are you? That's shaking the sound it? of me like shaking now? it. Yeah, I'm shaking mine. Maybe I have to say before we crack into this, I'm I'm completely disgusted by this concept. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, I, I can tell. I don't
0: mean to impugn the product or Weebus's generosity, man. Don't so don't hear it that way. But but really, the idea of this just makes me a little bit sick to my stomach. What is it? Just anything containing milk?
1: Anything you don't like milk? You,
0: yeah, and no, I like milk. I actually like milk a lot. But any, anything that you sort of buy that has a a, a kind of nebulous forever type shelf life, but oh. which still has dairy and, like and broken I, English. Yeah, I have a hard time drinking those. Even those like Starbucks, you know, uh, cappuccino like cold things that they sell at oh. the gas station, you know like I love that stuff. Like
1: the double shot.
0: Yeah, the double shot thing, and and also what disgusts me about this is I'm not a big fan of cinnamon flavor uh, oh. in general. I'm just not a cinnamon guy. So, um, so you know I, I'm I'm bringing my own baggage, my own pain into this, <laughs> and uh, it's my own journey with uh, with Rockstar Horchata. Are we ready to crack in, baby?
1: I want to just point out a minute real quick two things. One, it's got a great energy blend. It's got all my favorite aspects of an energy blend, meaning it's got the B-complex vitamins, guarana, and taurine, which all of them are. I mean, when people think if I drink a bunch of Mountain Dew, it's the same as having an energy drink, they don't know what they're talking about because you have to have a good energy blend. And this is bringing the caffeine, dude. Caffeine from all sources, 225 milligrams per can. That is good stuff. That, that is why yeah. underneath it says not recommended for children, pregnant, or nursing women, or those sensitive to caffeine. And of course, it, they're in, uh, I almost started to say, just emotionally,
0: either. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> those who are sensitive about their appearance. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, Ted, uh, they're in the something state in reference to Tennessee, and then I realized that, that I don't have any idea what, what state the Tennessee state is.
0: Oh, you're you're thinking about a, a sort of clever like colloquial name for yeah. what we are, like yeah.
1: the Sunshine State or right. the. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you know? No, I don't. Okay, they're in the Tennessee state. It's it's only three oh seven. Here it's four oh seven. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of stupid of me, but let's let's crack right. into this. Here we go. This is the sound
0: of uh, horchata. Oh, it smells amazing to me, dude. It actually does, man. It smells like you know what it smells like. Bath and Body Works.
1: <laughs> you know that store where you Dead go and on.
0: get like women's soaps and like lotions? It smells like that.
1: Only when I even walk past Bath and Body Works in the mall, I get a headache. Yeah? And I don't have a headache from smelling this. In fact, I feel like this beverage could cure a headache.
0: Wow, man. I'm. You know what? Uh, I'm going to describe what it looks like, which is a standard glass of milk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just took a sip, dude. Did you really? This talk, is delicious. Really? It almost yeah. tastes like a like a coconut milk type thing with some cinnamon, or like you know when you get uh, like rice pudding at like a, a yeah. Mediterranean restaurant. It's got that yeah. kind of taste to it.
0: Yeah, it does. And I I never get any of those things because I don't like them. <laughs> but uh, you you know what it actually does taste taste like a little bit to me is sort of weak eggnog. You
1: okay. Know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like less thick eggnog.
1: Which is something I, I don't like.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I could see how people who like this flavor profile would like this drink. I mean I, I can I can see that. Do you like the drink? No, I don't like the drink.
1: <laughs> I love it, man.
0: I don't I've... like the drink, but not because I mean some of these drinks, Zach, that we've uh that that we've reviewed over the years have uh they, they've been bad because obviously like no effort or thought was put into them, and they, the flavors just don't hang together. And, or you they know. had a bunch
1: of gross stuff floating in they them. Have gross
0: stuff floating in them. With I mean, all, all kinds of reasons. Uh, but I can, I can respect
1: that this is a good drink. I just don't like the drink. This is actually one of the better energy drinks I've ever had. There's 240 calories in a can, so I don't think I'd hit this often. Yeah. Now, I have to ask, is it okay for you to talk about liking eggnog on, on the air here? Well, you
0: know, I was referring to uh, the non-alcoholic uh, eggnog that you get at the store. You know, just sort right. of standard.
1: Okay, okay. Just checking. I don't yeah. want you to wind up uh, in hot water, as it were.
0: Hot water, as it were. No, no. No uh, no hot water for me, man. Hot horchata? Hot horchata, as it were. Dude,
1: hot horchata could be good, too. Like a holiday drink?
0: <laughs> yeah, like a little, uh, what do they call that? Uh, I'm blanking. Yeah, the, like the little warmed drink. Like, like a wassail. A wassail, that's <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: like wassle. Like, like if gross teenage boys with bad mustaches drink wassail, it would be horchata wassail. <laughs>
1: you know? Ted, I wish that I was there so I could take that off your hands, man. And I could. I wish too. Put I wish it aside I wish I could for tomorrow. Hand
0: it across the uh, the studio to you, baby. I wish you could throw this in the fridge and have it tomorrow morning. But uh, alas, I will. Uh, I will dump it down the drain. Probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if we had a sink in our studio, I, mean, I would be walking. <laughs>
0: If we had a sink in our studio, what?
1: You, you said, uh, if we had a sink in our studio, I would be walking over and pouring this into the sink. And this was back when we were still creating the illusion, like, yeah. tongue-in-cheek that we were in an actual studio. Yeah, yeah, And then I said, if you had a sink in the studio, you'd probably be sitting in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like Terry Silver. is a Silver. reference
0: to uh, our favorite movie villain, Terry Silver.
1: Is he the villain or is he an anti-hero? Ooh. I know I'm rooting for him.
0: Baby, that's intriguing, man. I've never thought of it that way.
1: He's defending the honor of John Creese, his friend, and the two of them endured all sorts of horrible things in Vietnam. In Vietnam when he was four years old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when John Kreese was 14.
1: I'll save you! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, hey, you know what I just
1: thought of? The fact that we don't really have anything else on, on tap here to oh, talk no, about. I have things on tap. Hit me. Baby, I want to interview you about your uh, your gala. Oh, don't interview me, man. Really? Why? I didn't get the award. Baby, so what? That doesn't matter. Writing awards are all BS. We all know that. I was at the the table for HarperCollins Christian Fiction. Okay. So there's there's two tables, actually, for that group. Yeah. I'm between the head of the the whole line, the, the yeah. fiction line, and uh, another author who's very cool, a uh, lady named uh, Carrie Stewart Parks, whose books yeah. you should read. Okay. Uh, and literally... I think there were nine HarperCollins uh, authors up for awards. All of them but two got the awards. And the one who didn't, other than me, had gotten two of them at the same gala last year. So, okay. uh, and, and here's the thing. I honestly, I like, I had resigned to the fact that I'm in this very broad category, debut novel, uh, in a... Uh, contest that's just it's ju- reader or member judged, meaning that nine yeah. out of ten people judging these are women. Sure, usually middle-aged women. And yeah, and course. I'm up against two kind of historical bonnet-y books. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking I'm not going to get this, and it's okay that I'm not going to get it. It's really cool that I even got uh, a final in this because it almost never it involves anything but bonnet books. So it's
0: the kind of emotional sort of gymnastics that you have to play with yourself before these things. I mean, you, you, you just, yeah, you can't go into it, like, hoping that you're going to win.
1: Well, yeah, and, and, I mean, I don't know. I, I actually had quite a bit of hope with, with the other award that I was nominated for with the same book that I would win because I thought I, I could stand up, you know, in, in that yeah. setting, just realistically. I like to yeah, be yeah. very realistic with stuff, and yeah. I don't I don't like false hope. I, yeah. it, it doesn't help me. It doesn't do any, you know, it doesn't, doesn't pull any weight in my mind. So right. I'm sitting there. I'm ready. They call the name of the one I knew would win. Sure. Um, and I'm thinking that's all right. I'm not feeling bad. I'm not angry. I'm not yeah. like, you know, poisonous. And then somebody who works for the, the company publishing yeah. company kind of rubs my back three, four oh. times oh, and looks at me. Back? Yeah. Like it gives me kind of the look you'd give like a one legged puppy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah. Like, and then all of a sudden okay. I
1: just felt horrible.
0: Yes yeah she reminded you to feel horrible yeah, exactly
1: she pitied me until I was like I should be pitying myself what am exactly. I doing
0: exactly baby if you would could you paint the picture of like what the room looked like I mean because because people are envisioning like the Oscars probably and and you know we want to give them a realistic view of, of what it actually was what Do was the what was the room like what were people wearing
1: The Oscars is not too far off people were wearing basically you know again we're eight out of ten uh you know people actually Mm -hmm. involved in this are women but about half the crowd is men there are guys in tuxedos most guys are in three-piece suits tuxedos for this thing yeah yeah no it's a it's a big deal man um that's where all of our advance money
0: is going to uh (laughs) to fund this crap right
1: (laughs) no all the money for this was a hundred bucks a ticket man
0: oh my goodness
1: and, and, you know, I didn't have to, but I was like, there's that outside chance, and I would have really been, you know, angst and angry at myself if I would have won and not been there. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that that was kind of the fear that motivated me to actually book the flight and go down. Wow. Um, but, but the lady who hosts it is a suspense writer named Brandilyn Collins, really okay. successful, really talented writer. She gets super decked out in, like, I mean, just evening gown that you literally would would see someone wearing at, on yeah. TV at an awards show. She yeah. looks like Susan Sarandon, like almost exactly. Okay. And she gets up and announces the categories. Then this voice, you know, of God kind of from the, the speakers where you don't see the guy says, you know, up for this award is, and he names the books and they come up yeah. on the screen and then there's yeah. that moment of tension. Right. Yeah, it was in my category, dude. Mm -hmm. First, they do the Genesis Awards, which is unpublished people. There are 17 gazillion of those. Sure. Then they go to the Carol Awards, which is you have to be published by one of the uh, recognized houses. And there are probably 20 categories, and mine is dead last. Wow. So I hadn't been nervous about anything, literally, probably in five years. I never get nervous, even when I wish I kind of would. And I was nervous about this. My heart was like, more and more as each category goes by. And then, of course, I didn't win. So, yeah, I appreciate you bringing all this stuff up, Ted.
0: Baby, listen, man, it's healthy. It's healthy to talk about it. And um, I, w- I was just trying to get you to make fun of uh, of some stuff about it just for ha-has. But, um, hmm. but, but yeah, it, it looks like you're not ready to do that, which is fine.
1: Well, I mean, like, what would you think I would make fun of?
0: Oh, I don't know. Just the whole thing. Just the whole sort of ha-ha of, of people getting dressed up and pretending it's the Oscars, like, for something that's not on TV or whatever. Well, but, it was, uh,
1: it was uh, blog... Uh, simulcast or whatever. Oh wow! So there's that. My so you could
0: have been at home in like your your pajamas <laughs> yeah. watching to see if you'd won the award.
1: Like my family was at home in their pajamas, and they said that uh, the picture was really clear. Okay. And you'd get like you it would switch the screen to what was on the video screens, the big screens, and all that stuff. Yeah. Except yeah. the sound, like it was just the the laptop that was set up on a table, so you could hear like people <laughs> coughing and like pouring water and stuff. Oh, and that's nice, all you could dude. hear.
0: Nice. <laughs> Nice. So swinging a miss there, but Dude, that's a, that's appropriate for Christian media. Like we almost did it, you know. <laughs> we we almost did it right, we, but then someone poured their water when when the award was being announced.
1: Dude, have you been to anything like this? Like, a, you know, the when you won your awards, did you ever go and and receive like the Michigan Notable Book Award or, or any of anything? I did,
0: and that one was the least sort of sad, uh, in the sense that um, there was a little gala. There was a gala at the uh, at the governor's mansion, actually in uh, in there in Lansing.
1: As Ted uh, would say, ooh. Ooh.
0: Yeah. There was a little gal at the governor's mansion, so a little, uh, little, you know, wine and cheese reception there and uh, people kind of milling around. Uh, and then I feel like we went to the ceremony was at, like, the, the Michigan Museum, which have you ever been there? In oh, the many mansion? times, Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Just yeah, down the was, road from my house. Yeah, and there was a, um, there was like a... Like an amphitheater sort of thing in that building where they, they did the, the, the presentations. But it wasn't it wasn't like a suspense thing like, ooh, am I gonna win it? It was it was more like you knew you won it and you just like went and got a little little plaque or whatever that night. So it, All was, the it was better. Nice. Yeah, yeah, then yeah, you could be
1: chill and just kind of
0: enjoying it. Right, you could chill and you didn't have to wear a suit or like a like a tuxedo. It was more of a you know, just kind of business casual sort of thing. So.
1: Here, I thought of something I can kind of make fun of. Yeah. Um, go. I, they the awards the the pictures of the awards last year were like kinda like a base with like a crystal like a like a glass kind of round yeah, yeah, thing yeah. on it. You know, the standard award. Yeah, sure. This year the award itself was like like two devil horns, like some some <laughs> like medieval glass blower had like pulled this red and black glass up to these oh my goodness. twisty points. It was very ugly. Yeah, and I was I was I mean I still wish I won it, but I was like, hey, at least it's not something I'd want to put out in my house. Yeah. And at the end, they have everyone go over and get the the velvety box for the award and get their yeah. picture taken if they won. Yeah, and the 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 finalists, aka the losers, yeah, um, can go over and get their pins. Okay, so <laughs> it's just, you know, like a little pin with like a little back on the pin. Yeah. You like squeeze the little things on the pin back and then put the, the pin on something. Oh like, like a
0: like a lapel pin. Yeah, it was like so a lapel like pin. A, I thought you meant a pin like the one that Lloyd Dobler got when
1: uh, like his girlfriend. Oh no, P I N. Okay, P I N Yeah, not like she gave me I gave her my heart, she gave me a pin pin. I gave them a hundred dollars and they gave me a pin. I gave them a thousand
0: dollars if you count the room and the plane ticket and, food <laughs> and they gave me a pin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Writing it all off, naturally.
0: Of course. So uh so did you go over and get your pin?
1: I did. I went and got my pin and uh, I bumped into uh, another person who, who uh, my agent Annie B. Uh, represents who had been up for two awards and hadn't gotten either of them. Ah. And we both did the kind of standard, like, uh, kind of yeah. snarky, like, commentary on everything to make us feel better and kind of lick yeah. our wounds kind of thing. Dude, uh, isn't it
0: funny that we never really grow out of that, you know? I mean, you never really, like, progress past high school in that <laughs> right? if you're not the one getting the award at graduation you're just making fun of everyone else
1: Exactly yeah that, that that is the basic kind of defense mechanism and and way of of dealing I think
0: Exactly exactly you have to do it man you have to do it Um well what else baby anything else from the gala
1: Hold on I'm drinking my heart shotta because I love it Yeah the Dude, cinnamon enjoy. flavors the rice the the
0: dairy Dude, the rice that's crazy. it kills me that there's rice flour in there <laughs> i just can't do it man i can't do it how how does it taste now that it's getting a little warmer
1: it'll taste a little warmer yeah okay. a little less better a little less better a little less good <laughs> you know what though thank you weebus
0: yes yeah seriously thank you weebus uh may our companies be forever lashed together <laughs> oh noise if you if you lined up all the uh, all the lashing supplies that you sent us we could literally lash our companies together from, from across, the plain. across
1: the fruited plane
0: across the fruited plane exactly exactly I love it
1: you know what I might wouldn't mind talking about too um, man is that uh, well our our uh, Twitter followership is in the 1.200 is know, really? kind of area That's fantastic uh, the <laughs> and and the gut check army is is beyond that of course yeah um, I <laughs> These are huge numbers, man. When you're yeah, talking social media, it's almost impossible for someone to get that many followers on Twitter.
0: It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> you, you you think about this stuff and you just think, boy, how did I get here? You know, the view from up here, the view from the mountaintop.
1: But the actual stats on the podcast, and you know, I've, I read a little while, and I had, remember you and I and El Trogi, Stephen El Trogi, had kind of a three-way pseudo-debate about <laughs> yeah. how you kind of gauge... How many people
0: are actually listening to your thing?
1: Right, and we determined I think that you cannot. There's no way to gauge it because right. the main way of a, a podcast file being accessed is through a feed, uh, and so the more people subscribing to the feed, the more hits that feed has. Um, but but each of those is not necessarily a listen. It's a a um, kind of a aggregator like iTunes or something looking for another episode, pulling another episode, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But our uh, feed hits uh, are getting near 150 thousand. I don't want to say that we peaked. Uh, so what I'll say is, um, there's an overall trend of growth. Okay. Up until a couple months ago. Okay. I'm just assuming people are on vacation. They're going to catch up. You know. Sure. Now sure. that it's fall, probably the September numbers will be up just as high as May was.
0: Baby, didn't you say we had 19,000 uh, hits in September?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Except- in, in in August we did.
0: Oh, in August. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah, 19,000. Yeah. Nothing to sneeze at.
0: No. No way, man. Well, you know, that, those are the kind of numbers that, uh, that get you ranked on iTunes' uh, top 100 charts in, uh, in other countries. You know? And you
1: know what really makes me happy? Not what? only that Cliff Graham, uh, author extraordinaire and, and man's man, uh, listens to the podcast faithfully and Weebus. but I realized the other day I got a little, uh, a little Twitter private message from the Church Curmudgeon asking, what was the music on today's podcast? And it came like an hour after the, the podcast went live. Dude, the church um, curmudge, man! Wow, dude, yeah, church And Let me bring up this guy's numbers now. This is where you want to be mm. when you're when you're a, a Twitter uh, personality here. Yeah, yeah. This dude's got eighty two point two thousand followers. Wow! And he's following three hundred and twenty eight. And I just want to go ahead and ring our bells over here. One of those is is my account that he's following, and one of them is the Gut Check Podcast. Okay. Uh, Turkish seem to think this guy. Uh, had actually, I assume it's a guy. It could yeah. be a, a, a woman doing a funny character because it's one of those, you know, anonymous things. Sure. Um, whoever the church curmudgeon is, uh, he's got a book deal coming, according to Turkish of the of the tweets, and they are they're hysterical, man. Some of the funniest stuff out there on Twitter is like celebrity pastor, church curmudgeon, uh, Saint Augustine.
0: Now, who's doing this book, man? Because Christians don't do humor.
1: Yeah, unless you're doing John Acuff. Um so yeah, Christians so, yeah, don't yeah, Christians do humor. Christians don't do
0: humor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it's not gut check, which kinda makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I'd like I invite right now the Church Curmudgeon uh to to send us something that's a little bit too kind of punk rock and snarky and edgy for whoever's doing uh, your main book and, and I will just say I gotta check with my partner Ted, but yeah. I will promise that gut check will put it out.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I agree. So uh We just had a meeting right there on the air. That was an executive uh, board
1: meeting. Hold on, let me do a quick feasibility study. Yep, we're good. we can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just
0: just ran the numbers on my end, and we can do it.
1: (laughs) I got the same thing.
0: And by ran the numbers, I mean I thought about it for like a half a second.
1: That would be, you know, because we know we're never getting Turk's book. Turk is never going to finish that book. No, man, Turk's mysterious. He's a little ethereal, you know? You know what is also a dream of mine? that? That that Cliff Graham's going to write something someday that he sees (laughs) as like maybe he would put it out on his his five stones thing or or one of the, and then he goes wait a minute no this is just it would it would tarnish my brand or it would kind of dilute it cuz it's it's silly rather than being really serious and and important yeah. and yeah. he'll he'll float that to us as well Dude Cliff
0: will never he'll he'll never write that book though you know You don't think? No, I don't think so, man. I th- I think that guy would never do anything silly, you know? But he's funny when we talk to him. He is funny when we talk to him. That's true. He might. He might.
1: And, and you know Ted, I bring all this up kind of in the the, the downward uh, part of the life cycle of our book proposal that's been okay. floating around. And I keep waiting for, speaking of brave publishers, somebody to say uh, they're going to they're gonna sign this up uh, and and take this on. We're, we've got a book proposal that's been been floating out there with both of our agents, um, Andy Wolgamuth, the man, and uh, Annie B. and Bile. And, uh, and some, some major houses have, have taken a pass on it for a couple of, of reasons, uh, and then a couple others with no reason. Yeah. Uh, and it's you and me writing about the church. And, and you know, I find that you and someone else writing about the church is generally a fairly successful formula. Maybe and, that
0: dynamic is the whole reason I have a career to this day. And right?
1: probably the difference here is not you because you're the same. It's, it's kind of me being, you know, <laughs> you, you know, Kevin DeYoung, you worked with Kevin DeYoung and. I am no Kevin DeYoung. And that was the
0: first sentence in the book proposal. (laughs) Dear potential publishers, I know Kevin (laughs) DeYoung. I find that that opens
1: a lot of doors for me. And we had Cliff on board uh, to write the foreword.
0: We did. We did. Yeah, I know it, man. You know, it's funny. The the life cycle of these, like, failed proposals, and um, I've been through this a few times, and it's funny, like, at the beginning, everybody's kind of enthusiastic and feeling good about it, and you get, like, the you get the pass emails from your agent where he says, Hey, I just want to let you guys know a couple of publishers passed. Here's their reasons. And you usually get like, sometimes you get like a nice paragraph of, well, you know, we really like the writing, but you know, we have a, a similar book to this in our list already. And, and you're feeling good about that. Cause you're like, Oh, you know, there's, there's eight or 10 others, uh, you know, still at the table. But then by the end it's like, you know, you, not only are you not getting a reason you're just, you're barely hearing about it at all. It's like, you know, your agent emails and says, like, hey, I'm in a fantasy football league with the editor from, uh, you know, this publisher who passed on your book. And he mentioned it during, like, a live chat during the game,
1: you know. <laughs> and he, here were his reasons. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, here were his reasons. No. <laughs> By the way, we're not doing this. Also, we'll, also, can I trade you Matthew Stafford for, uh, you know, Danny Woodhead or whatever? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, Save it's, it's it for the happy
1: rant, man. What's that? Save it for the happy rant.
0: Yeah, exactly, man, exactly. So we're at, we're at that point. We're at that point uh, with our with our book proposal.
1: But you know what? Actually, the the two that that are still uh, on the table, we we did not say send it to everybody. We don't want no. you know like the sad publisher. We didn't really want. So it's only going out to publishers we respect and would like to see it come out with. Yeah. But the the two that are kind of left, I I actually am kind of geeked at the prospect. So if it happens, you know, if it ramps back up, it'll be exciting. If it doesn't, it'll be
0: it'll be crushing and pathetic
1: <laughs> and sad. Are, what are the but, odds we'd put that out on Gut Check? Probably about nil because it's not it's not part of our brand.
0: And it would be a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't be like the kind of ha ha thing that we write, you know, the you know just over the next couple of weeks or whatever. So,
1: well, uh, Ted, I really want to write a book, an actual book with you, man.
0: I know, man, like an actual non Gut Check book.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to write a book fun. and then see that. I want to. I want to. You know, but I can't drive <laughs> over to Grand Ledge and see you. But I would like to be able to drive over to like the mall in Grand Ledge and see you know our book.
0: Yes, exactly. I would like that as well, man. I would like that too. So uh, here's hoping, man. Don't uh, don't lose hope. And um, <laughs> and, and maybe if uh, maybe if we get rejected by all the publishers, we'll get a pin. You know, a nice a nice sort of lapel pin. <laughs> you know, I gave you my heart, and by my heart, I mean my book proposal, and you gave me this pen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love the movie. Say
1: anything. Are you a fan of the movie? Uh, I would say that uh, I am obsessed with that movie. And oh, here's okay. something sad. <laughs> Yeah. My wife has no use for it. What? I think because she never watched it in the '80s. Me. This shocks me. Yeah, oh. like you and KK, you loved it when it was new. Yeah. You loved it when you were young. Yeah. Now I think my wife, I, she first watched it when she was like 34, oh. and and I and I finally made her watch it. She was like, "Eh, it's all right." And I was like, "What are you talking about? This is brilliance, man!" Dude,
0: when I met my wife, when I first met KK, I asked her, you know, the kinds of things you ask when you're young. I I said, you know, what are you looking for in a guy or something to that effect? And she said, uh, she said, watch the movie, say anything and try to be like Lloyd Dobler. And
1: (laughs) And you've been doing that ever since. I've been
0: doing that ever since. That pretty much said it all, man. And Lloyd Dobler is the perfect
1: guy. He really is. And, you know, I feel like this is the thing. Remember when, and I know you do because it wasn't long ago, you took a job. Uh, at a, at an airport, um, yeah. taking packages off yeah. of a plane and, and kind of sorting them, yeah. and and you wrote a blog post and and in it you talked about how everyone when you told them that that you were doing that they kind of gave you this look like like dealt with you like you it was a really sad thing like someone had died or something.
0: Yeah, they sort of like rubbed my back and said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, kind <laughs> of like what you got
1: earlier. And and I remember thinking, oh crap, he's amongst other people undoubtedly talking about me no no Uh, you you never did that i didn't see i felt like i did and Mm -hmm. and the reason that i felt like i did i realized after the fact and by after the fact i mean like 30 seconds ago is because you were always a guy who would never process anything bought sold or processed and you you stuck to that lloyd dobler style wouldn't sell out and yeah. then the next thing you know, you're getting up at 4.35 a.m. to process things that have been bought, sold, and processed, and that, wow. I think, was why it was kind of a sad thing in my mind.
0: So you thought of it in a Lloyd Dobler context, baby. That's fascinating. I didn't yeah, know what I was, just thought of it as like, I just have to do this, you know, like I've, I've got to like grit my teeth and do it for a while. But, Dude, um, you
1: know what came out of the like grinding the concrete and, and the, the UPS thing to, to a lesser degree? What's that? Some of the best stuff you ever wrote. Oh, thanks man. Thank I, you so much. I really appreciate I don't appreciate think it. people can read that. Can they the the thing about Oh, it's a chapter in No, oh, that's a chapter in uh, Yeah, in it's in Household Gods. Household Gods. Yeah, get Household Gods if you don't have it. I feel like that book uh is waiting to be discovered as the next huge thing.
0: Oh, dude, I appreciate that. And and judging by the sales numbers, uh you don't have it. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> So you, get
0: it. You probably don't have it. <laughs> you're one of one of millions of people who probably don't have it. But yeah, that was a that was a fun one to write in that I got to do some of that with my wife and uh and she's a great writer as well and and yeah, it goes into you know things like vocation and money and and just some of these struggles that people have and uh and kind of how to think through that. So uh
1: You were doing your MFA, so you were yeah. already in this really kind of arty place. Yeah. And you went and grinded concrete and it was at a university, right? Yeah but you yeah. weren't teaching there and what you really wanted was to teach at a university full time which you're doing now yeah and when you got done with it you wrote like this incredible like uh you know should have been in the new yorker style essay yeah. that was just awesome and then i love that sometimes that kind of stuff turns into a chapter of a book Dude. uh with guys like you that's always cool
0: oh thanks man thanks so much seriously yeah that was yeah that was just one of those perfect storms where i think like yeah, like you said, being in the super arty MFA environment, and uh, and yeah, just being in this really tough situation, I think it uh, it, it resulted in some good writing. So uh, so yeah, man. I, and and you know, it's interesting now. You know, now that I'm in uh, in a little bit nicer situation, and and the lines have fallen a little more pleasantly for me of late. Um, Rhett yeah, Butler I, style. Yeah, Red Butler style. I'm wondering what that what that you know kind of next inspiration is going to be. And, yeah, your uh,
1: writing is going to suck now.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's really what I'm saying. And I'm trying to to put a nice face on it, but yeah, the writing really sucks now.
1: You need to move into the city, preferably under a bridge. Okay. Change your name to Shane, and yep. then you will have all sorts of stuff to write, man.
0: I love it, baby. I love it.
1: <laughs> hey, man, i got to go take my kid to karate, as Daniel-san said in uh, Karate Kid 2, but then randomly stop saying in Karate Kid 3, when yeah. he started calling it karate again, but then he started saying bonsai instead of bonsai. Um, yeah. But I digress. I want to just—I uh, want to just close with these words from uh, Church Curmudgeon: okay. If Trump wins, Canada will be America's comb over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why we love the curmudge right there. And folks, that's why we love you. And we will see you next time. <laughs> Yeah.